0: This is the Jeff Merrick Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network.
1: Okay, welcome to it once again, the uh, concluding show of this week, first week of 2024. I think things start to get back to quote unquote normal around your work lives and your personal lives and your kids lives and the school lives and the job lives next week. Uh, Welcome to it once again. Coming up on today's show, Elliot Friedman stops by as he normally does here in a couple of moments. Also, Ken Danico, uh, former New Jersey Devil, now, of course, analyst with the New Jersey Devils. uh, One of three games on the board tonight, the New Jersey Devils uh, are in action once again as they uh, are very much turning things around. Uh, for themselves, in the Metropolitan Division, the New Jersey Devils tonight will face off against the Blackhawks. It'll be Carolina and Washington, and Winnipeg face off against Anaheim. So we'll talk about the Devils with Ken Danico coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Mike Russo stops by at the top of hour two. I will tell you why in a moment. Uh, Gord Selleck stops by, and uh, Steve Valleket. We'll finish the week by talking about goaltenders and the Rangers with, uh, with Steve Valleket. Now, here's the reason that Mike Russo is on. Soap operas. So let me tell you a little something about myself here before I move forward. Uh, For about six to eight months, back in 1986, maybe 87, I watched a soap opera almost daily. It was Days of Our Lives, and the main characters at that point were Bo and Hope and a character by the name of Patch, whose name in the soap opera of Days of Our Lives was Steve Johnson. I haven't thought about Days of Our Lives forever, really. And I thought I was completely done with soap operas. Outside of wrestling, that is. And then this NHL season started. And as I've made the point countless times here on the program and on the podcast, this season is the closest to an NHL soap opera I have ever seen in my life, either covering or being a fan of the NHL. Every day is another saga. Every day is another chapter. Today is no different. Now, I want to make sure that you understand... I'm not somehow presenting myself as being above the fray or having like an ironic distance away from all this nonsense in the NHL. Like I am a willing and active participant in all of it. I think the soap opera nature of a league like the NBA has helped propel it to great heights. And I think the same can be true for the NHL. Although this is the really first season where the NHL has dipped its toe into the soap opera waters. So, Mike Russo is coming on because he just had an exclusive interview with Ryan Hartman of the Minnesota Wild. I don't think for this program, considering if you listen or watch a program like this, you already know what happened between Cole Perfetti and Ryan Hartman over the weekend, which has bled into the week, which has continued on to the week's end. And now we get this Russo piece. And here are some of the quotes from Ryan Hartman to Mike Russo in The Athletic. So he's talking about Cole Perfetti wearing a wire. It's written on the wall that he's wearing a mic. I know he's wearing the mic all game. He comes up to me multiple times and asks me if I did it on purpose. That would be the slash in the face off the draw. And I finally told him, quote, I'm not going to say it wasn't on purpose. He goes on to say, if everyone that was, if everything that was said on the ice was released to the media, there'd be a lot of people in this league in trouble. Oh, I believe that. Hartman went on. I don't know. I guess we're in a different day and age where kids talk to people about what's said on the ice. You'd think things would stay on the ice. He continues. So I didn't tell him, hey, I did that on purpose. He kept coming up to me and I finally said, I'm not going to say it wasn't on purpose and that was the extent of it. Mike Russo is going to join me an hour or two to talk about this conversation with uh, Ryan Hartman. In the meantime, uh, the soap opera continues, and so we bring in our humble narrator, Elliot Friedman, from 32 Thoughts and Hockey Night in Canada. Hello, Fridge.
0: You know, that's, that, that, that Hartman quote, like I saw that this morning, I was kind of laughing, because I've been in conversations <laughs> before where people, uh, where people use that language, and it brings you to an absolute... Yep standstill and uh, like you'll say uh, i'll like i'll say to someone did you do that and they'll say i'm not saying i didn't do that and you actually need about 30 seconds to a minute to process what are they saying to me (laughs) because you have to figure out the double negative so when when i saw that i actually burst out loud laughing (laughs) because you have to pause And kind of sometimes take a pen and do a logic problem and say, what exactly is this person saying? You know, I I have to tell you that the media relations people here uh, in in Winnipeg and Minnesota, they deserve double pay for the stuff they've been doing this week. Yeah. And, and, you know, know, I'll tell you this, Jeff, too. Like, I do wonder if secretly, like, you know, like some people, like the you know like basically everything worked here the way it's supposed to it, the the players association yeah. and the league signed a deal that said what's on these microphones yeah. cannot be used in hearings or unless everybody agrees but the drama is out there and i suspect some of the yeah. entertainment people around the nhl are like this is not a bad thing for us not a bad thing well at you know
1: all. that that gets me to a place that I've really wondered about, and that is not, you know, what does Minnesota do with this? What does Winnipeg do with this? What does the league do with this? Because we keep talking about, you know, storylines and interest and, you know, um, you know creating flypaper moments where fans can stick to the game and can stick to the storylines and the people involved. Uh, and, you know, historically, the NHL has always shied away from using moments like these. Um, Just perhaps because of the very nature of how violent hockey can be, thank you very much. But I just wonder, like, you know a lot of people at the NHL, and you and I know a lot of the same people who will look at this, and from an entertainment point of view say, this is a gift. Like, we didn't have to spend any money here, and we got a gift, and we got a storyline, and we got a rivalry, and we got, you know, a couple more games, the first one on February 20th between these two teams um what do you think the nhl is thinking about all this and do they use this in any way shape or fashion
0: you know it's funny you asked that because i was starting to ask a few questions about it in preparing for the show tomorrow like i was saying is there anything here and basically i was told no like this is this is not going to change anything um and, you know jeff i wrote about it and uh, at some point in time we'll discuss this some more but the NHL, before the season, when the GMs and coaches met in Chicago, they told them, guys, you have to wear mics. And they, and, and they yep. said they, they were tired of having pushback yep. on microphones. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, they sent out a memo reminding people of that. Like, you have to wear microphones. And so I was sending notes uh, this morning, actually, saying, is this going to change anything? And I got back quick and forceful no's. This is not going to change anything. This is the new reality, so you know i I think that you know you always have to be i you know i the one thing i I do believe now is like I used to be like a person who was pretty i don't know if color is the right word. I don't think that's the case at all, but i was I didn't worry about um like what I said around the office as much just as long as I wasn't offending anyone or being hurtful to anyone of course yeah. um. Uh, you know, I just but I I didn't really worry about it. And now you kind of realize that everything is being recorded and people have phones everywhere. So you always have to be careful of what you say. Like the one thing I would say to Hartman after this is, yes, uh, what's on the ice probably should stay on the ice. But with microphones everywhere now, including on broadcast, like how many times do broadcast pick up things that of guys just talking, Oh yeah, you cannot use the excuse anymore that what's on the ice stays on the ice because there's a lot of opportunities for it to go somewhere. So you have to be smart about what you say. Now, this doesn't sound like it was anything that is, like, problematic. It's just that he's mad yeah. that he tried to get him to admit to it. But the one thing I always say to people is you have to act now as if you're always on camera and you're always being recorded. Mm-hmm. We are so
1: th- that, get, that gets us to a really interesting place here. Like, there's a couple of different dynamics at play here, and I really feel bad. You know, I, the, the person I feel most bad for here through all this is Cole Perfetti. I mean, one, he got smacked in the mouth by Ryan Hartman off the draw, and then second, it wasn't as if Cole Perfetti went and volunteered this information, he was asked about it and responded. Honestly, Now, a lot of other players, and then Brian Hartman sort of winks at that in in his statement to Russo, a lot of other players in that situation just wouldn't have gone there at all and just say, like, ah, you know what, whatever is said on the ice stays on the ice and just move along next question. But Perfetti, and you can't fault someone for wanting to speak honestly or give an honest answer. Like, what do you always say? Like, we blast them when they say nothing, so we shouldn't, you know, blast them when they have the nerve to, to speak honestly and from the heart. And that's what Perfetti did. And ever since then, boom, it's been this explosion all week long. Again, like the point that I made off the top, I'm not hovering above all of this. Like, I'm right in there. Like, I, I got mud on me, too. Like, I'm talking about this every single day. I'm not trying to pre- 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 present myself like I'm at arm's length from this story. I'm as you guilty call as anybody Waterloo else and, for keeping the should story call
0: doing. You and Jamal in the next segment. Put them
1: on at 12:30. <laughs> that was a good scrap. Um, but you know the the, the dynamic here, the, the the dynamic here is you know Ryan Hartman very much from uh, the older school, I suppose, and saying you know uh, stuff like that should should stay on the ice. But you know the new generation of athlete in any sport, yeah. this is a this is a group of people like this next generation, not just of athletes, but of people who have about zero expectation of privacy. Like one of the one yeah. of the best ways that I heard it put was, Elliot, you know, back when we were kids... One of our greatest fears was, you know, that we were being uh, watched at all times. Like there were cameras everywhere. People were were watching what you were doing. There was surveillance on what – like that was like a legitimate fear in our culture when we were young. Now the big fear for kids is that no one's watching. And there's no cameras. And there's nowhere where I can live my life publicly. Essentially, our society has completely flipped. And now there's an expectation and a desire, really, that, you know, people that are from an older generation, and you and I are, are part of that vintage, look at it and say, how can you live like that? But there are a new generation of athletes coming in with zero expectation of privacy. And I think that's one of the clashes that's happening right now.
0: Oh, I, I, I believe they're totally right about that. And I think it's happening everywhere in society. People... Uh, people don't believe in privacy anymore. And if you do believe in privacy, you're seen as weird. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really have much else to say, but I think you're totally right. I guess the only other thing I have to say is, you know, Mark Chipman might have to build another section for that rematch on February 20th. All this is doing is selling well, tickets, the, Jeff. All this is doing is
1: selling tickets. Well, I I think of the great Conn Smythe line, which is, um, uh, we'll we'll need to stop all this fighting or else we're going to have to build bigger stadiums. Um, Okay, Uh, elsewhere, around the NHL last night, um, Nathan McKinnon and the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, this was maybe the most anticipated game on the calendar yesterday. Um, And McKinnon delivered, uh, the overtime winner. Uh, Was outstanding all game long. Now tied with Nikita Kucherov for points. I know we've talked plenty. We talked on the podcast. We talked yesterday about Nathan McKinnon and the Hart Trophy, etc. Um, a couple of negatives in, in this game. The Miro Haskinen injury, we'll see what happens there. The Bowen Byram mm-hmm. injury, we'll see what happens there as well. Um, mm-hmm. But just a, a thought on Colorado, not just on Colorado, but a thought on Colorado, their opponent last night, the Dallas Stars, and then we should throw in the Winnipeg Jets as well because those are the three top teams in the Central. Like in the Pacific, you know, there's one team, although Vancouver lost last night, there's one team that you know seems to be trending in one direction where, while Los Angeles and Vegas trend in the other direction. But yep. you look on on top of the central that is a dog fight right now elliot how do you see it with those three teams
0: well there's one other injury i I just want to mention and uh, florida looks very good and barkov got hurt last night so did rodriguez yeah i'm wondering about that one too because that's you know i i'll say this jeff there are people who are on my tail feeling that barkov deserves as much mvp consideration as some of these other players and they just think he's not getting it because he's in florida um, you know, as for those teams, I mean, Winnipeg to me is is, is maybe the positive surprise team of the season. Um, they, you know, their goals against. They have a great goalie, but they're playing very committed defense. Um, they, they are. You know, if, if you take a look at them, you know, they're not giving up much. And uh, you know, every team has flaws, right? But Winnipeg is a team that right now their their strength is greater than the sum of their parts, and that's with Kyle Connor out of the lineup they deserve a, a lot of credit for for what they're doing uh right now and that game last night like that's the sharks that can be a trap game and they grinded out the victory yep uh, that dallas uh colorado game last night was just a great hockey game uh you're right they have concern about and they hope to know later today it sounds like they dodged the worst but you know we've got to wait to make sure i think also Tays made a terrific play on that goal but you just had to laugh at McKinnon coming down the ice and basically saying on that 2-on-0, <laughs> I don't care who's with me, they're not yeah. getting the puck. I'm going to make it seem like yeah. they might get the puck, but they're not getting the puck. And uh, that, that was great hockey. Like There's there's not much else you can really say that was great hockey. I think the most interesting thing right now is, like, I think Colorado, um, they're kind of setting up what are we doing here in terms of they are basically, they are determining what's available out there, what they think really fits mm-hmm. them, and they're going to do something. And I, I really wonder if they're looking at one of their D as kind of the P the, like, obviously not McCartes, but one of their D is yeah. the piece that goes out and gets them what they want. And I think that's going to be interesting to see over the next little while because, they're of all of those three teams, they're the most top heavy. And I think they do see that as something they've got to address.
1: Um, quickly on the Dallas Stars as well. By the way, that Marchment deshane Sagan line, uh, very quietly and we focus so much on that on that the top line, the the Rupe Hens line. That yep. Marchmont deshane Sagan line's been really good and they were good again last night, albeit in a losing cause. But the reason I bring that up is you know, now we're going to start talking a lot about trade deadline and teams yeah. that you just mentioned. Colorado figuring out, okay, what's our next move? What are we doing here? And if you have a quick check at uh, theAHL.com and have a look at the top two scorers in the American Hockey League right now, they are both with the Stars organization, Logan yeah. Stankoven and Maverick Bork. Yeah. You know, I know that Dallas is like, we've talked about this, like they're looking for another defenseman. We all We all know that. But... I just wonder what the right time is or when they start to try to make the move. I know there are cap ramifications, so there yeah. has to be either a, an injury or a trade to make it happen. And you've talked about this before on your blog. When they start to make room for these kids to enter the mix.
0: Uh, I think that's the thing. Like They've got a clear space. So, Well, first of all, you know Jim Nill. He's from the Detroit model. Marinate, marinate, marinate. So you know he doesn't yeah. think this is necessarily a problem. Um, but I, I think everybody realizes that it, it's getting close. So, yes, I, I do think, um, yeah. you know, I do think that's going to happen at some point. You know, the the thing right now, too, is that I'm really happy for Marchmont because last year was obviously, like, last year was a hard year for him. He wasn't in his best. But totally. I think, you know, obviously, he went yeah. through a traumatic situation uh, with, with uh, his father's passing. So I'm just glad to see him, um, you know, looking like he's back to himself. But I think Desheen has been one of the real revelations of this year. And, you know, like, it's, it's a great contract, one year, $3 million. He had the luxury of being yep. able to do that. He picked a great spot for him. Like, this is a situation that's working out beautifully for both player and team. I'm really, really ser- uh, curious to see what his next contract is going to look like. Like, Dallas has the chance now. Like, they can negotiate with him and see okay. Like, Mm -hmm. this marriage has obviously been very good for these people, both team and player. But now, you know, he's going to want to go back to something that's more, like, unless he just says, you know what, this is a perfect fit for me and I want to keep going this way. You know like he, or does he want to go back to something that's close to a market value i I think that's low key going to be one of the more fascinating sidelines for the remainder of the season is what is, does Duchen think about his future and, and what does he want
1: yeah you know he's uh he's not twenty two years old anymore he does love Dallas. Mm-hmm. it seems like a great fit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that given. Given the history with Ben and, to a lesser extent, Sagan, that Jim Nill wants to go long-term with a player in his 30s. That's fair. Um, Although, so we'll has see. generally like I, been I, I, pretty
0: healthy. You know, that's the one thing I about know Duchenne, I, 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 But I think you're right.
1: So that, that'll that be an interesting one because the fit is really, really good. Like, I'm sure I mean, there are other teams out there that would say, you know what, where Dallas won't do term, we'll do term. But this has been a really good fit here for him. Florida Panthers, quickly here. Florida Panthers beat the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights four to one. Vegas going the wrong way here. Vegas have now yeah. lost six of their last seven. Vancouver's first in the in the uh, in the division. Meanwhile, Florida just flat out looks great. And Sam yeah. Reinhart again with a couple of points uh, named to the All Star team yesterday. Uh, I thought it was a nice touch that Grigory Denisenko makes his debut for the Vegas Golden Knights against the team that put him on waivers, the Florida Panthers. Uh, yeah. You mentioned the Barkov and Rodriguez injuries. That's a tough one Alec Martinez with the elbow to bark off there, and you know, it's um, it's a Stanley Cup repeat. And uh, right now, these are two teams that are headed in two different directions for each.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I still think long run Vegas is going to be just fine, they're too good, they're too smart, sure. but they're going through one of those board low points right now. And you know, the thing about Vegas is, um, you know, it, it, we, we just had a chance to talk to Kelly McCrimmon and to Bruce Cassidy. And they're not worried. Yep. They know what they have. But I think those are both experienced enough and smart enough people that they're going to say, just because we know what we have and we think this is a mature team, we can't let this go on anymore. So I expect them to, like, you know, whether it's whether it's a tough meeting with Cassie or a hard practice or, you know, what they decide to do, um, you know, I, I really think that, um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just try to, like, do something to just smack them out of their doldrums. That's what I, I kind of wonder about here, you know, Florida quietly, just one of the best, one of the best stories of the season. Um, Again, they've got a lot of injuries. They've got a lot of things they've had to deal with, um, especially from the start of the season. I thought Montour was really great last night. I thought he was all over the ice and was a real difference maker. I mean, that's just a, a good team. And, uh, there's no question they're a lot better than a lot of us thought they were going to be this
1: year. Yeah, last year's not looking like a fluke, or last playoffs, uh, not looking like a fluke at all. Um, Calgary and Nashville, the Flames double up the Nashville Predators yesterday, uh, four goals in the first period, and Listen, that's, that, that's the game right there, and, and that's the end of UC Saros. He gets chased for Kevin Lankin And don't look now, but the Flames have won three games in a row, Elliot Friedman. Does this complicate things or make things easier for Craig Conroy?
0: No, I, I still think it's a big-picture decision. You can enjoy your run here and, uh, and enjoy that your team is playing important games, but I still think this is a big-picture decision. I think they're trying to see if they can re-sign any of these guys. Um, uh, I, but I I still think overall it's, um, we know what we have to do. But again, uh, you know, just a, a really strong performance last night. So I heard the weather was terrible in Nashville. So maybe uh, guys couldn't go out the night
1: before or anything like that. <laughs> um, you know the Philadelphia Flyers maybe they were use your motivated audio the podcast the fact to, to do that,
0: Kyle- that? Maybe they were motivated by the fact that Kyle Bokoskis was there.
1: <laughs> Perhaps um, you know that Philadelphia Flyers commercial that came out last week that has your audio on it, saying that Johnny, you were wrong we're about, about the Philadelphia yeah. Flyers and they can. Okay, well, th- I think that may have jinxed the Philadelphia Flyers, and maybe you're going <laughs> to look like the genius after all. Um, the Flyers have now lost five of their last six. Uh, they lose a shootout last night to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Johnny Gaudreau, the only one to score in the uh, in the skills competition. But the headline coming out of this one, Sean Tortorella, right? Morgan yeah. Frost scratched Cam Atkinson, who's got a 22-game goalless funk, scratched as well. Where is this heading?
0: Look, I, I, like, I don't see why anybody would be surprised. I'll tell you this. I was a little surprised at Frost. I mean, I wasn't surprised at Atkinson because of what you mentioned. And, you know, Torrell is a guy who's not going to be afraid to bench anyone mm-hmm. uh, no matter where they are in the lineup. So, but I was a little surprised at Frost because I thought he'd been playing well. But look, like, um, you know, that's – I don't know why. Like, I was on in Edmonton the other night with Stoffer, and he's like, are you surprised that uh, Tortorello shut down Mark Spector and wouldn't talk about McDavid? And I was like, we've all seen this guy coaching in the league for 20 years now. Why is anyone surprised yeah. at any of this anymore? So when I look at that, I was like, you know what? Like, that's him. I like, uh, you know, I, I I want more answers, but in the post game, like you know, he says it's between me and those two players. Like I'm not telling you what I said to them, and I just like mm-hmm. that's just who he is. Like I don't know why we debate Tortorella anymore unless he really egregiously crosses the line, because we all know how yeah. he's been a coach. But you know, I I you know the one thing I the, the one thing I think there is that. Look, they've, they've really overachieved at the beginning of the year. I think I'm really impressed by them. I think a lot of people are really impressed by them. We always wondered, would they come back to what we all thought? Well, they're in that stretch right now. How do they get out of it? Like, that's, that's what we all want to see. How do they get out of it?
1: We'll see. Uh, Rangers beat the Blackhawks last night. There's a couple of things I want to pull out of this one. You and I talked about the Kreider goal. Was it a kicking yeah, motion? A no. Was it a punch stop? It was a goal, 100%. It just, eh, it's one of those ones where, yeah, that's a goal. But um, Vinny Trotrek with three assists uh, on this one. Panarin scores his 24th goal of the year. Um, and Wheeler in a spirited bout as well. Chicago's now lost four games in a row. Uh, the debut of Brennan Othman uh, for the New York Rangers, highly touted prospect for the, for the Rangers here. But the, the, the one guy, like I've got people that always sort of, I mean, you have the same people, either it's by text or it's by DM or just tweeting at you about, hey, pay attention to this guy, pay attention to this guy. And for the longest time now, I've got people telling me, you got to watch Alex Vlasic. Yeah. You got to see Alex. He's the big six foot six second round draft pick that Chicago has, and they have a good one um, in, uh, in in Alex Vlasic. Anyhow, your your thoughts on on both these squads here? Like Bedard, try as he might, you know this is a this is a team that has a lot of money out of the lineup right now. Thank you very much. Not unlike the Minnesota Wild, uh, but they don't have the talent to compensate. Your thoughts on the Hawks? Your thoughts on the Rangers? Big win for New York yesterday in a interesting. Let's just say that. An interesting goal by Chris Kreider.
0: Well, that goal is a goal. I I don't have any. As I said on the pod, I don't know. It's a goal. I don't know know why the NHL doesn't clear this up and make the rule more simple. Either you go the WHL way of uh, if it's in the crease, it's no goal. If it's out of the crease, it's a goal. Or, like, the, another way you could say is if the blade, if the skate blade stays on the ice, if it's a goal. If it doesn't, it, it, it's not. So, I mean, I think there are ways you could make this more clear. But when I saw that go in last mm-hmm. night, like, I, 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 like, Kreider gave them an out. He didn't even celebrate. He looked guilty. He looked like the kid that's been caught, yep. like, shoplifting a pack of gum and is like, yeah, I did it. Uh, uh. <laughs> so, I, I was actually kind of surprised it counted when I saw that. But, it was a goal. Um yeah. you know the the Rangers are just really good. The guy who's really surprised me this year is Trocheck. Um I, yeah. I like this is the best I have ever seen him play. I think he's looked dynamite this season. He's a big part of why they are where they are. I mean Chicago, I don't know what anybody expected different. Like that's what this year was gonna be there. This was not a one year rebuild. And um like, I haven't watched a ton of Vlasic. I've heard people have been really impressed with him. Mostly when I watch Chicago, mm. my eyes are glued to Bedard. But you know, I, I've heard the same thing you have that that he's been very impressive.
1: They may end up with the first overall pick again, Elliott.
0: Oh, it's not impossible. It's 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 there. Like there's you know what what are we noticing right now? I think the playoff races have gotten better. Like, there are some teams now that are making runs that look like maybe we thought that they were going to be out, but there is an outstanding yeah. tankathon going on at the bottom of the NHL. There is, there is a real tankathon. I know we're not supposed to say teams tank. I know it's not, you know, people say it doesn't happen. There is an outstanding tankathon going at the bottom of this yeah. league right now.
1: Well, it's funny because I got a DM from someone a while ago, and I mentioned this to you a couple of weeks ago, who said, you know, could this be the first time that the uh, the top five picks are identical, like same teams from one year to the other? Chicago, Anaheim, Columbus, San Jose, although they're really banging the drum for Macklin Celebrini here. They may be in that lottery. They may end up first overall, and the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, and that was a tough one. We'll end on the. Well, actually... Um, no, let's let's skip the Habs. I want to ask you about really quick. I got about a minute and a half. Um, thoughts on Kuzmenko in Vancouver? Scratched again last night.
0: Look, I I think this is uh, uh, like look. They met last uh, two weeks ago, whatever week Christmas was, and just before Christmas in Dallas, and everybody was saying like you look back at the quotes coming out of it, positive meeting, positive meeting. We got it all sorted out, and here we are ten days later, and. You know, it said to me whatever Taco has asked for, he's not happy with it, he's not getting it. Um, obviously I think the coach is frustrated, the organization's frustrated, the player's frustrated. Um, you know, I, look I think Kuzmenko is really happy to be in Vancouver, but guys wanna play. And it's clear that whatever the message is going on here, it's either not being received or it's or it's not being done to the expectation of the coach. So look everybody knows what's going on here. I know they've had contact with other teams. Other teams have talked to them. If there was a deal to be made here, uh, it, it, it would get made. But obviously, it, it hasn't happened, and we'll see where this goes. But I think, like I, I, the one thing I definitely believe is, I think everybody's probably everybody's disappointed that right after that, after that meeting in Dallas, that we're right back here again a short time later. I don't think that's what anyone envisioned, and. I, yeah. I, I nobody likes
1: that. Can, we'll can I mention this one, one hits. other, one I other keep, thing I,
0: before you hang up on me?
1: Yeah, of course. I yeah,
0: still, I still think we're on Willy watch. I don't think that's gone away.
1: So, do you think we should uh, continue to refresh our Twitter uh, like seniors at a slot machine?
0: <laughs> uh, all by the way, always bet max <laughs> chips. Like you got to tell guys Brian <laughs> Spear about his story about winning a slot machine and. People were like, "You didn't bet Max Chips." Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if it's—I don't know if it's quite like that, but you know, I like you know Nick brought it up this week, and I said I—I th- I think it could happen this week, and I don't think that's over yet.
1: Well, this week's not over yet. Although the Maple Leafs play tomorrow against the San Jose Sharks, and I'm not sure they're going to do that on a game day. So that would leave today, Elliot?
0: Well, you know, the weekend's on Sunday, right?
1: Oh, I do What's understand the, that. You, you think this could be a, a Sunday release? I, I don't know. I, I, what are you doing to me here? I just said we're still on the watch. I don't. <laughs> All right, fine. You're trying to radio me? I'm just trying to just radio a, My, trying my to own do,
0: partner is trying... See I, what I put up with people? My own partner is trying to radio dude, me right here.
1: Dude, you know I'm wearing a mic. I do for two <laughs> yeah, hours every day. got to be careful right. what you say around here. I'm wearing that's, a mic. That's man. true. Yes, that's true. Got to be careful. All right, well, uh, watch for you on Hockey Night tomorrow for each. Be good. All right, buddy. Take care.